0: Aloha Maui Nui. Hello, this is Josh Porter,
1: Jason Burkhart,
0: Brian Thomas,
2: Jay Fellerman.
0: We got a full house today for episode 161, and we're talking about stuff that is just super cool and exciting and new world and Star trek virtual trade show platforms, the impacts, the potential, and to Jay's, uh, to quote Jay without his permission, the virtual tech <laughs> bubble ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah. What do you think, Jay? I, I did say that somewhere along the line. We're, we're we're just giggling here because it's it's so good to have everybody back in the studio. Yeah, doing 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 real work. Um, but in all seriousness, I mean the, the world has Kind of changed and I don't think it's ever going to go back the way the way it was 100 percent. But it gives a lot of opportunities and we've seen glimmers of of these new opportunities all week long. And we're going to tell you all about (laughs) about it. Absolutely. It's in the virtual space. I mean, how how, do you interact with people when you can't be where people are or bring uh, 20,000 people to an event? Uh, to, to talk about that particular technology it doesn't need to be solar or energy or anything it just whatever whatever your your passion is um, how do you get to those those big events um, and and we may see a path forward
0: for sure and you know last week we did a show with Jake Rosmarin of Midwest solar Expo and antenna group and that was Prefacing the trade show, the virtual trade show Midwest Solar Expo that happened this week. So, we went into that world and we meandered around and we kind of pushed and pulled and figured out the limitations and the capabilities and the potential of this space. And it was really fun. And it was really kind of like, oh, this, certain things were really surprising and you know it was more than just a video game on the one hand I kind of in the back of my mind thought to myself oh this is gonna be punk wait till we get in there you know I'm not gonna but then it was amazing all of a sudden there were these these opportunities I would run into somebody and say hey how you doing and he'd say are you the guy doing this and I'd say yeah and then it was before you knew it it was just like a real thing it's almost like that memory is of a real experience Yeah. <laughs> but it's a video game where it's a trade show thing so anyway that there's a lot to explore here and we brought in of course uh Brian Thomas is here thanks for coming in Brian Uh, Brian's been in on, on Skype recently but now you're in studio with us and we're going to get an opportunity to talk about some of the things happening in the finance world and maybe even related to this. And then, of course, we brought in uh, Jason Fellerman, good friend, a longtime friend and contributor. you want to say hi, Jason? Hey there. And Jason is a crypto enthusiast, uh, blockchain aficionado, uh, <laughs> a bunch of other cool things. He's really in the world of uh, crypto and things like, if you've ever heard this before, something called a smart contract. And we're going to kind of meander over towards a smart contract conversation as it may apply to the the world of doing business in these trade shows i'm really excited to have you here thanks for coming in jay
2: yeah it's super exciting all
0: righty all righty i'm gonna refer to you as fellerman and Verkart now so we can just know who we're talking to okay you guys ready to get going let's do it all right okay <laughs> folks <a> <laughs> this is the solar coaster we are a renewable energy theme talk show right here in lovely maui county can be found fridays at 105 p.m on koi 11:10 a.m also some fm stations 96.7 fm central maui 96.5 fm west side 98.7 fm up country
1: www.solar-coaster.com is the home to all our um, mailing lists, our blogs, all the th- things we push out during mid- mid-week, which don't necessarily even make the show. Uh, you can link to the YouTube channel and our social media. But most importantly, it hosts, hosts all our old shows. And we're now 160 some odd shows deep. Um, we've talked about everything in renewable energies and the, the associated technologies, things that touch on electric vehicles, uh, thermal, et cetera, uh, it's all up there. So if you're researching some technology, you want to do your homework before you get a quote, you're looking for home improvements, etc. check out the shows that matter to you. They're all up there, at www.solar-coaster.com. Podcast networks also carry the solar coaster. Just search solar coaster and look for our little orange and blue uh, waveform logo so you can take us everywhere.
0: There you go. Got some great sponsors out there that have kept the solar coaster on the tracks for 161 glorious episodes over three-plus years now. I'll start out with Maui Office of Economic Development, the Kama Ina First program. I just got off the phone with Tokie. Uh, earlier this morning and uh, there's a new platform it's really jazzy check it out uh, Kama a First and you can get a sense for all these companies that are uh, that are participating they're offering local uh, the local community uh, discounts on all their services I think there's something like 400 plus companies that have signed up for this wow. all these amazing values out there that's the Kama a First program do check that out we're going to have the executive director the new executive director, excuse me, on air shortly. We're hoping for the next few weeks we'll get to hear all about that program directly from her. Uh, also, uh, Fairwinds Wealth Management, Brian Thomas in the house, our resident
3: financial guru, just navigating a, a, a hectic week. What's going on in the markets? Uh, interesting stuff. Uh, well, I'll talk about Enphase in a little bit. There's yep. an interesting little dynamic around that company. Very good. And how can people reach you if they want to get in touch with you? 808-873-3247.
0: Very good. Enduro Shield and perfectly clear glass. Now, these are, guys are really interesting. They have a coating for uh, glass uh, that re- reduces etching and uh, gets better, creates better longevity. But they're also using this for solar panels. And they're kind of reaching out into the renewable energy world, uh, in part through the solar coaster and relationships at different trade shows. Uh, I know that Gary Dolberg is excited about this new virtual virtual shift for SPI and North American Smart Energy Week. Previously, it was going to be in Anaheim. And just to last maybe 48 hours ago or so, we got the press release that said it's shifted to Vegas in October. And there's going to be pre-learning modules, and there's going to be all kinds of virtual flair out there. We talked about it, guided uh, virtual pathways. Jay, did you see anything else? I mean, it was like pretty exciting, right? What's going on with SPI?
1: Yeah, they're definitely preempting. I mean, they moved because the venue can be outdoors in Vegas Uh, in October. They have the space. I mean, the Anaheim Convention Center is a big enclosed box, and they don't want to put a lot of people in that um they also don't expect quite the attendance honestly i don't i don't think (laughs) coming coming in again um with limited flights etc um so so yeah they're definitely pivoting trying to get more virtual which is the conversation today but the, the the tours like having one person tour around and just have like 100, 200 people tethered to that particular person's phone. You know, you can wander, wander through, and and still ask your personalized questions and stuff. That makes a lot of sense to me, especially for people that can't, maybe couldn't make it to the show anyway. Yeah, you know, and, just and even and, regardless of the current situation, they just couldn't yeah. go. It opens it up to a lot more attendees. There's, a, there's overall. a theme here, and I there's, think it's a good, it's a good, it's a good positive move.
0: There you go. There's a theme here, and I know that uh, Gary's interested and excited about attending that. There's a theme in this kind of hybridization of the trade show worlds through these virtual platforms, plus the real world. And the thing that you can do a little bit
3: more, you can do a little bit more than you could before. Well, and think about the mm. cost benefit to somebody like Enduro Shield. you know, the, the cost to go to a trade show from a smaller Maui business Huge. where they can do it virtually Huge. and <laughs> still have that presence and be a part of it. It's yeah. it's, it's a dramatic benefit, I think, to us sort of smaller outer island or outer, uh, not in Silicon Valley companies. There's, there's a lot there. It's very interesting, exciting to explore that. Quick shout out to Sundrum Solar been
0: with us for quite a while now. We got this amazing project up and running. Uh, you'll see it and you'll hear it. It'll be in the news and press release stuff. And it's a, let's just say people like to drink beer there. Uh, and it's a great <laughs> heatsink technology. And we're really excited to see that deployed. Okay. One more. I had mentioned about a month or two ago that uh, the much lauded Solar Edge. Uh, It was coming on as a sponsor, and uh, we have kind of uh, coordinated some new and exciting uh, tests of their products. Uh, in Maui, and on my home. A uh, place where so, people like to drink beer. Yeah, also another place where <laughs> people like to drink beer. And uh, this Energy Hub is what we're gonna be working on first. And the Energy Hub, if you get a chance, take a look at what's going on with Energy Hub from SolarEdge. This is a similar, I believe, to the Tesla gateway in that it provides whole home backup. One of the interesting, distinct, and amazing and super features is that it can be powered with a generator. So it has a generator integration capability. We're gonna be exploring that, doing. Some and that's,
1: and that's and that's a big deal. I mean most people say, well, yeah, of course you can hook up like most of the time you cannot. It's it's a super you, rare you feature. Yeah, up until now you really couldn't. It was basically it's the, the off-grid guys, happy.
0: the outback rating guys could do it, but that was really meaty off-grid technology, right? And then of yeah. course now you have the PWR generax system that also has the generator uh, integration but you know are they i'm not sure where they're at at the moment we get to talk to those guys too so there's a few and far between are the companies that can integrate generators and i believe that's one of the the keys if you will to the real kind of freedom of energy so very good stuff here um those are our wonderful sponsors thank you to the sponsors time for news and events fellas
1: Okay, right away, uh, I do want to shout this out so Meyerberger, we featured them on the show previously uh, a couple times. They are a manu- Swiss, manu- Swiss company that manufactures the equipment to manufacture solar panels. And they've had um, long time partnerships with a number of companies, uh, REC specifically, which we've also covered on the show. Uh, But it looks like that partnership has been discontinued, and Meyerberger is going to move out and start making their own solar cells and modules. This is a big shift. And I I don't know precisely what's driving it, but um, we're going to have to get folks folks on the show again. Yeah, (laughs) Andre Richter. uh, yep andre's andre's a good good friend of the solar coaster um but i mean they're talking about just producing gigawatts of of capacity uh internally just just for the german market uh, initially but it's going to be very very quick like by the end of next year they're going to be be at, at capacity and then and start expanding from there um meyerberger is the one with the smart wire technology they've constantly talked about um how having regional facilities Uh, would be much more beneficial for manufacturing and and what i think has happened is is that people have been kind of pushing back against that or just just taking too long Meyerbergers basically said you know what we're gonna do ourselves we're tired of lobbying (laughs) you
0: manufacturers to do the right thing so you know what they have the smartware technology is a region specific uh smart uh, um like wire that transmits the electrons in the in the solar panel, right? And so, yeah. if you, for different climact, little climactic little climatic situations, they can optimize it. So panels now have kind of a geographic uh, kind of like uh, position that they're going to opt, perform optimally in. So then you can you can you can backtrack and create the manufacturing process to uh, to feed to those specific locations. And then so so Andre Richter, our good friend at Meyer Burger, he said, hey, we can create a a, a complete domestic manufacturing process that's cheaper better and provides i think it was 150,000 american u.s jobs and and he was submitting Mm -hmm. that through uh working with nrail and a couple of guys in dc so really exciting stuff exciting technology a whole kind of game changing approach that's
3: probably why they're doing it themselves i I can't imagine that the pv guys were like yeah let's do that well yeah um So dumb question, layman question. Why would different geographic regions need different uh, capacity wire or something to that effect?
0: Yeah, Jay, I don't know if you can answer that more quickly than me, but basically, you have different types of conditions, different kinds of light conditions, different types of temperature conditions, and if you, and up until now, we haven't had the luxury of being able to manufacture to those specific areas, right? But this smart wire enabled them now to be able to manufacture to optimize to those exact conditions, right? So then you could create a manufacturing chain to flow Directly to that, and then always have the best. It would always outperform the general uh, PV module, basically.
3: Gotcha. Yeah. Well, from a from a strategic standpoint, the way I see it, it's like they're trying to sell the equipment to manufacture uh, panels. There's an oversupply of panels in the market. Their end user, the buyer of their product, may not be buying their machinery to make the panels. So they're saying, "Look, we have the capacity to make the machines. That's our business. Let's just make the machines, make the panels ourselves. Because because we're not going to be selling them into that market because it's already oversupplied."
0: Yeah, it'll be. Um, this is definitely a conversation with Andre, and maybe we'll get the CEO on this time and get a sense of what their what their game plan is. But it is exciting because the technology is uh, is very unique, and they happen to be the kind of uh, I, they seem to be the largest. Or, or one of the most, I can't remember the metrics at the moment, the variables, but they're one of the most significant suppliers of manufacturing equipment to the PV industry.
3: And it's got to frustrate some of their end users because they're like, dude, we are you're competing against us now, and we're the ones that buy your equipment. Isn't that the way business does <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: kind of how
2: it works. talky talk so, business.
3: <laughs> we gave you a chance. Okay, Jay, what's your
0: uh, next pick, buddy? Uh,
1: so, KB Home is um, installing a new kind of uh, solar—they I, I, want to say solar roof, and I think—I don't know if that's trademarked by Tesla or not, <laughs> but, it's, but it's a new, new racking system that is integrated into new homes, so when you're doing roofing, it's it's not the traditional. Well, let's bolt on some aluminum frame and then bolt the panels to that. It literally is like a tray that kind of sits in with the shingling of your roof, and is is um, and, and the panels fit directly to that. It's low profile. It looks really slick. If you see the uh, the photos, there's a, there's one on uh, PV Magazine's articles. Um, but it's being deployed by SunPower in the San Francisco Bay area and um, it, i i think it's a really interesting new kind of racking solution have you seen this
0: yeah 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 Geez, there's a lot Not of really. new appro- no i have i have i'm trying to reconcile okay. it with our with our interview with them at SPI and I, I don't remember them featuring this there which is why i'm kind of going hmm um, no it's
1: pretty it's pretty new it's newer
0: than that right so it's actually yeah. it looks like it it looks like a standing seam roof uh, uh that 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 kind of takes over the part of the roof where the panels are and then they're they're mm-hmm. they're they're racking it probably with something similar to like an S five clamp or something. Uh, yeah, no, I mean, look, we're going to see a lot uh, a lot of new solutions out there. I mean, we've got uh, th- two or three roof uh, varieties. The Tesla roof of V three is supposedly now ready to go. They're licensing people even in Hawaii or companies in Hawaii. We talked about Rising Sun promoting that
1: licensing. So we're seeing except, more except of this. where you except where you can't get it and they refunded your deposit. <laughs> yes, yeah. Right, of
0: course. So there's room out there, and SunPower, Power. Those are big boys. You know, SunPower Power recently. Just in their manufacturing capacity. They're now a re- they're now a retail installer and seller of solar, right? And they they also yep. b- broaden their capability. You know, somehow the granddad of the solar industry, right? They broaden their. I mean, they're they're one of the the most comprehensive. uh uh, offerings of of the full solar system from panel to racking to this new roof for example everything is under one warranty to the storage to the inverters to even the ac module so they they're doing everything together which is uh which is kind of the way it should be why would you want to deal with 10 different companies on your roof trying to keep this thing working
3: It, it, it makes sense for them because they're saying let's do this more upstream versus both on something that we are going to use anyway Mm. Like an after the fact sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Let's think about it from an upstream standpoint. Anyways, that's my take on it. And and
1: it's good to note that this is for new construction only. Yeah. I see.
3: So they're just saying we're going to put down this, what looks a lot
0: like a standing seam roof (laughs) under that section, and then we're going (laughs) to put up the panels. (laughs) Yeah, cool. Yeah, Sunpar is a great company. All righty. What's the next one, Jay?
1: Fun, fun. Uh, also in California, which is basically our main competitor in the renewable energy space, um, Southern California Edison announced Tuesday that they are allowing uh, 300 customers to create a distributed solar plus storage network. woo Um this is, this is the virtual power plant that we're, we've been talking about. And everybody has their own little battery, but we all kind of rely on each other. Um, so even if my system is down, you know, you, you still use the grid as a whole. But we all um, balance you out a massive um duplication um across the grid and this virtual power plant is going to supply 300 homes yeah 300 homes um over the next i couldn't find it Uh, oh 20 okay yeah um by 2030 um Guys, jump in. Yeah, no, no, I got gotcha.
0: you. I got gotcha.
2: you. We're fascinated by it. Yeah,
0: we're, we're reading through it as well. So, uh, this looks I, like a, yeah, like, no, like a pilot a, program, right? It's a 300, um, 300 it customers, a, relatively yes. small. Uh, those systems represent 81 kilowatts, 180 kilowatt hours, and the utility expects. 1600 megawatts by 2030 so 81 kilowatts is like you know a regular little commercial system right so uh major that's i mean it's it's i guess what you're looking at here is is a like maybe five years ago stem did a virtual power plant i don't know if it was five years ago stem did one with um with hei uh through i think it was dora nakafuji's project and uh, they did a, a vpp project and it was for like about a dozen a commercial hundred kilowatts hour system something in that territory so maybe a meg right so this is like a residential vari- ver- variation on the same kind of thing it's a you know it's a pilot project a sense essentially and it's a you know it makes sense that it's Sunrun is the partner and the bright box program is the one they they've chosen the, these are probably already deployed systems so yeah no, it's great it's great to see this being tested uh, the notion that's of-
1: what I that's what I was looking for is I want to know when they're turning it on because I, I would assume that these are already in the field mm. and it makes no sense that they would that they're listing a 20 th- 2030 date <laughs> mm. oh yeah well, is it so through, gonna th- they're gonna turn, turn it on like right now <laughs>
0: it's it's through 2030 is what it is so yeah. uh i made yeah th- these uh these cited storage installations were in 2015. And uh, it looks like through to twenty thirty, they give like a, a met, they give a variable on how much energy they will they expect to have produced and used in the in this VPP project. So that's kind of what they're talking about with twenty thirty number.
3: It, it, it'd be cool to get one of those where, where we live between your house, my house. Uh, Jay's house over there and where Feliman works, we're about three miles off from each other. We just have a little pilot project yeah. and we uh, <laughs> share energy.
0: Yeah, let's do it. That sounds like fun. That'd I don't be know awesome. if there's any uh I think there's some legislation we have to kind of work on to get that done. Yeah,
1: <laughs> details. Details. <laughs> but even
3: even like Jay where 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 you work over there, that sort of industrial mm. area, that'd be a perfect little contained environment mm. to do something like that. Mm. A yeah, big we're,
2: warehouses, nice central location. Tons of roof space.
3: Of you know they have got the vodka people making pal vodka right there, and uh, yeah, yeah. I, I
2: love it. I love it.
3: Jay, we got a time for a couple more, and there then is, we're gonna jump is, over.
1: There is there is some solar back there though, isn't there? Over at big... Holly Miley,
3: I'm sure there is yeah. solar. But to tie it all together is sort of like a uh, a VPP program. Anyways, BPP yeah, is yeah fun. absolutely.
1: <laughs> Okay, um, big, big one for local folks here. Uh, Peterson Dean, uh, regional solar installer and oh roofer, has uh, is now seeking Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection. This is critical. Um, Peterson Dean's mostly known for roofing, but they've gotten into the solar game more recently uh, and have been actually featured in the top 10 uh, in U.S. installers, like multi-state installers. Um, it, I don't know if you remember or not, but in 2018, they acquired Haleakala Solar, Hmm. So where does where does that put us?
0: (laughs) Yeah, we could use a call in from Haleakala
1: right now. Um, Yeah, I I would I would think so. But the the issue is right right now they're not doing they're not doing quotes. They're not doing energy storage. They're not doing fencing. Um, Roofing is the only thing that they will support right now. And and being in Chapter 11, it's one of our largest installers on island uh, is, is a serious concern for me.
0: Yeah, we should poke around and see, um, even right now on the website, if they have any information about that. You know, one, they're, they're now, their website, it says here, says we are temporarily not, temporarily not offering quotes for solar energy storage, fencing yep. HVAC at this time. Please check back in the near yep. future as state begins to reopen um, uh, business to the public. We look forward to fulfilling your solar energy needs. So that and we are still open for your roofing needs. So that's what it says on the website for Peterson Dean. How does that impact? Uh, Haleakala if it's a subsidiary or what that relationship might be is key and we want to talk about that one thing to just consider is in the solar industry you're you're selling a long a, pro, a, pro, a, a technology that need that in order for the value proposition to be completed or met or seen it you need a, you need a long time horizon for this thing to work correctly and warranties support mm-hmm. that process and the labor warranty by the which is provided by the installation company is a core component of that so uh, when you're yep. when a company has some agility or in this case is firing chapter 11, then it obviously creates some pretty big concern for installing a thirty, forty, $50,000 system on your house, right? So that's a tough yeah.
3: situation to be in. And, and, and yeah, those are some details to pin down. I mean, uh, you, people talk about lifetime warranty. It comes with a lifetime warranty. My usual response, because I'm, I'm an independent insurance agent too, is that if you've got some fly-by-night insurance company, like you, you need to go with quality because if they're not going to be there in 20, 30 years, it doesn't matter if they're cheaper on the front end. Yeah. Yeah. And, that, I mean, and we but, don't know the details of this, but know, as you get older,
0: right, as you get older and I'm talking about me, you, I, I've done enough of those Buy the cheap thing, watch it break and go oh that didn't work out i had to do that four or five times with everything like buying cheap go, buying cheap gets very expensive <laughs> it sometimes it gets fa- it's the most expensive way to do something <laughs> right so but that being said if you're if you're buying a solar system then you you want to invest in kind of you know a company that you think has longevity it's very difficult to, to ascertain that at any given moment but certainly in this circumstance, it's challenging so it's really important we're going to do a little well, digging. Surprising in surprising
1: th- because Haleakal has been here forever they, they did most of the the solar hot water <laughs> on
0: island yeah and and of course this shifted over when uh, in the post-NEM era and the, the kind of, you know, culling of the solar industry, uh, not you know something like 60, 70, 80% of the uh, solar business that were in place in the NEM era ended up folding. And so you've got a certain a group that kind of were able to transition into the next uh, era, uh, of, of which mine was one. And then, of course, uh, Rising Sun's out there, a handful of other guys, you know. Um, and But Haleakala was acquired by Peterson Dean during that period. So it's kind of interesting that from 15 or 16, whenever that acquisition happened, uh, maybe been, been later actually, 17-ish, then uh,
3: now uh, Peterson Dean's in trouble. So. And, and since we're talking about it, there's various outcomes in bankruptcy. And, and we've seen this week uh, Hertz stock, Hertz is in bankruptcy, Hertz the car company. Right. And what a weird time when and it's such an anomaly where they're thinking about issuing stock because there's Robin Hood traders that buy the stock and such when they're in bankruptcy. And b- almost by definition, the equity, the stock, in a company in bankruptcy is worthless, worth right. zero. Right. And it's like that's when you know it's crazy times. So you when, have when a
0: new market. You have a new a new market of people that are willing to buy a company that's in bankruptcy? Yeah. Yeah. Which is there's w- rawly speculative kind of people exactly. or something? Yeah.
3: And it's like I mean Did, almost by definition the stock is worthless. Occasionally it does come out. The stock does come out yeah. of it. Uh, but it's at a very low share price. If the if the equity of the stock remains in the bankruptcy, but usually the stock gets wiped out. Some some of the uh, debt holders take a hit; they get take a haircut on their yeah. uh, on their valuation on the debt. And we don't know how it's going to unfold, and we don't know how Hallerco holders is going to unfold. And it, my point is that the the entity can still remain um, out of bankruptcy. And sometimes it's just, the stockholders get hit, they get wiped out oftentimes, the debt holders take a big hit, but the entity can still remain.
0: Well, we're going to have to uh, take a real close look at what's going on here in the community. I don't know how many solar systems yeah. Haleakala has, but I want to say in the order of like they advertise something like 10,000 systems installed. So if that's the case yeah. in a community with 60,000 account holders, that's a pretty substantial portion of our community that is uh, you know, has some relationship with that warranty. So yeah. we'll take a closer look. We'll, we'll give a call as well, see if we can get some more information, air that on the next show. Oh wow! What times we we're living in, gentlemen? Okay, where are we at here? One thirty-one. Let's go over to our commercial break. Jay, is it okay?
1: Yeah, Vericart, you still there? Just one last thing. I want to. I want to talk about yep. the, uh, the the virtual open house. Um, for the Kahana Solar Project has um, been announced again, uh, July seventh, five thirty to six thirty p.m. Go to kahanasolarproject.com. No dots, dashes, spaces, or anything. Just K-A-H-A-N-A-S-O-L-A-R-P-R-O-J-E-C-T. Kahana Solar Project.com, and click the registration registration link to get involved. Uh, this is a Lahaina side. Um, project that's going on, but you want to be involved, um, talk about it as a community. Absolutely. Last thing before Gary, before we go over, the Hawaii Energy Conference is doing a,
0: a stream, a live stream event on July 30th. You can go to the, uh, it's a free event. So the Hawaii Energy Conference, which up until now has been a physical, multi day uh, you know, conference that's pretty well known throughout the state and, and the world, it's now uh, for 2020 going to be a live stream. I actually did a, a full show with Doug McLeod, the conference chair, this morning, and we'll air that at a later date, but before July 30th. So if you want to register, you can. Register for the Hawaii Energy Conference for free to get a taste of the Hawaii Energy Conference. What it's all about. That's July thirtieth. We've got some great speakers. The agenda is forthcoming. Uh, do check it out. hawaiienergyconference.com dot uh, com, and you'll be able to participate. Anybody can. That,
3: that's actually very cool because the conference is
0: kind of expensive. Uh, yeah, I guess for yeah, certainly, and 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 uh, it's that you would have people flying over, so you have the added expense of that. But yeah. this is a kind of a taste of the event is what uh, the, the terminology that Doug used today. Wow. And we're going to get a chance to uh, dig in and we're going to hear from at, at minimum the featured speakers are uh, Clifford, uh, I'm not going to be able to pronounce his name, Co- Commissioner of California Public Utilities Commission, Jennifer Potter here in Maui, Rachel James, Attorney, Hawaii Public Utilities Commission. So some great things happening out there Hawaii Energy Conference. Okay, let's go to commercials.
2: Kamahaina First is an exciting new program supported by the County of Maui Office of Economic Development to bring our local community together during this difficult time for businesses. To see all of the Maui County special offers, visit KamaainaFirst.com. Or if you're a local business owner, then share your great offer for free. Visit KamaainaFirst.com for a participant registration form. And join the Kamaaina First Facebook group to stay connected. Kamaaina First, locals supporting locals.
0: Enduro Shield glass protection is the cost-effective way to help protect your PV investment. Reduce cleaning needs and help maximize power production. Enduro Shield prevents etching, helps reduce soiling and debris buildup. At only two molecules thick, EnduroShield is optically clear, UV transparent. A one-time application provides up to 10 years of durability. To learn more about the coating, visit EnduroShield.com solar. You can request factory application or on-site by certified technicians like the team at Perfectly Clear. In Hawaii and for on-site applications in Western U.S., visit PerfectlyClear.glass or call Gary at
1: 808-280-9422. That's 808-280-9422. Okay,
0: folks, those were our wonderful sponsors that have kept the solar coaster on the tracks. You know, we've got a nice opportunity here to do the old style solar coaster show with friends in the studio and Jason uh, coming in remote. Uh, and we can t- we're going to talk about this experience we had with these virtual trade show platforms. You know, in the last uh, week, we had our first kind of foray into this world. And it was, you know, I was genuinely surprised by some of the experiences. For example, for example. Walking through an expo hall and having meeting someone and say, Hey, how are you doing? And he's like, Hey, who are you? And I go, Oh, I'm a guy from Maui, and we have a radio show. He's he That's great. He goes, We do this. And, and we start talking and kind of riffing on his particular uh, software. And I happen to know a little bit about that kind of software because I've been using it for years. It's proposal development software. And we kind of hit it off. There was a camaraderie. And he says to me, I'd love to sponsor the show. <laughs> and I'm wow. like, you can't. did I just do business in a virtual world? <laughs> you know, really? That, and to me, that's, that sold me on the idea of it. I was like, that actually works. Whoa. Uh, and then, they were, then we continued and walked the expo hall and went to auditoriums. And, and there's so much to talk about, about that experience. But that was Midwest Solar Expo and something called the Verbella platform. And that platform looks a lot like a video game, like a second life, if you're familiar with that. Did you, and you guys, we, I, I sent you guys links, right? Yeah. Yeah. You get a yeah. Chance, yeah, and you get a chance to check it out and see it. And you were in the world for a bit, Philharmon, right?
2: Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was really impressive because, it, you know, like you said, you're like, this is a game, this is a video, but you... Did business there, and did you could, business. it was. Uh, I've been to plenty of conventions, and the auditorium, the walkways, the business meeting rooms, everything uh, was uh, right on point. It
0: was, yeah, it was really uh, cool, and it just opened up like fertile ground in our imaginations for where this could go, which is what I hope to talk a little bit about today. Just as a sideline, Jay, you also went to. There was another trade show, or another. How oh, can I say, virtual trade show in a sense? An, an event,
1: events, event.
0: virtual event. Do you want to talk a little bit about Solar Edge?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Solar Edge's uh, take on this was a little different. They've got an entire um, expo platform uh, that they, I guess, they developed themselves. Um, it's it's much more um, cerebral, I think. It's a, it's a lot of like being able to go to a particular session and then going to another session, and it, and it's it, it it came off more like a TV show for me, where you would sit there and you'd watch. Of course, it's live, and you can chat to the uh, presenter. So if you it would be just like if you were an auditorium and you raise your hand, but it can't, it looks, it looks a lot more like a, a produced, um, YouTube video or something, but it's all, but it was all done live, um, with, with real people scheduled. Uh, the interesting thing for them was that they, it was super dense. You know, they, they really did their homework. Oh, they yeah. had great, great sessions. Almost scheduled. academic in um, nature, I, right? I Oh, of course. But I mean, I, I mean, I, I, watched the cybersecurity one. We had a good conversation there. I, I actually tried my hand at at the French language one. (laughs) Because <laughs> Solar Edge is an international company, uh, I took years of French and I haven't used it since high school, um, and I still don't know anything. So, <laughs> so it's, it's okay, but uh, but I anyway, I did try it, and and it's just the the ability to jump from session to session really quick. They're now all recorded, so you can go back and watch those. Yep. It's like oh what did and what did they free. what did they say? That's entirely free. Yeah, it's all and it's and it's all free. Yeah, exactly. So it just this dissemination of information in 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 the virtual space, which we. Haven't seen all that much um, because we've all been we've all been spoiled going going to trade shows and meeting people.
0: Yeah, Jay, the the Solar Edge one uh, that reminded me of what it's like to go and meet a guy like Brian Patterson at Solar Power International and talk about the hybridization of the electric grid. Kind of philosoph- yeah. there were a lot of dense philosophical stuff. But what 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 uh, what Lior, one of the founders that we're we we're, we're, you know friendly with at Solar Edge, did was he? I think he, they're just very kind of empirically minded people in that company. And he said, you know what, anything longer than eighteen minutes isn't going to work. And he tried to really kind of cull it down and make it kind of digestible even though it was very, a lot of that content was very heady and a lot of, and very dense. And that guy, yeah, he was amazing on the uh, cybersecurity content, for example. It was riveting, mm-hmm. really, listening to him talk about, uh, you know, hacks of the Russian electric grid. I mean, it was like you were in, kind of like a James Bond discussion or something. It was really awesome. So th- it, that was another approach. It was the Russians is.
1: hacking other people, but yes.
0: Is that what it was? Okay, right. I thought, that was, <laughs> yeah, I thought no, it was in they, Kiev, no, okay.
1: No, they were beating up the Ukrainians.
0: Oh, well, um, that's in Ukraine, yeah. There you go. So <laughs> yeah. uh, that was Solar Edge. And then, in this, just to give you kind of a, a sense of some of the other things that are happening, there's a platform called Communique. Uh, uh, I won't bother spelling it Communicate Conferencing. If you Google that, you'll see it. Another type of platform. Um, kind of somewhere in the middle of those two worlds like it, it's it's more like a website that has some virtual moderate virtual capability but you have a little bit of more transactional business capability within it and there's one I think it's using communique called the American solar energy society which is upcoming on the 24th and 25th Asis.org slash conference uh, and they're I think I'm not sure that they're using Communique, but it looks co- comparable to it so these the co- handful of different platforms are popping up I'm sure there's probably a dozen more and uh, with different kinds of capabilities, uh, and but the Verbella one certainly seemed to me to be the most exciting kind of philosophically because you, you felt like you were in a conference. You know,
1: uh, yeah, so that that, ra- that was that was the comment that you made to me that really really started. Oh, this really can work is because you stepped away for a few minutes and walked out to your kitchen and you're talking to your your wife or your daughter <laughs> or something and they were like, what 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 is wrong with you? Because you're super high energy. You were in you were in show mode. I was in show
0: mode <laughs> and I looked at them. I was like, why are you talking so slowly? <laughs> they're like, and I'm like, oh, I'm talking fast. I see so you know it really just you 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 felt like you were there and then there were also points of discussion where you started to see the potential open up what if it did this what if it did that and that's a little bit what i want to talk about here today so jay what were some of the areas i mean one of the one of the big things and you know of course here's how it broke down, right? You had the auditoriums where you went to see people speak and you would literally sit in a chair and you would see the names and the heads of people around you. And you would go, oh, I know that guy from PV Magazine. Or I know that guy from, from, you know, SMA or from the racking company. You met him before, right? And they're sitting over there and you kind of go, oh, I want to go say hi to him after, after the show. And that's how it was. And then you listen to the show and, uh, or the, the presentation rather, in this case, uh, Next Tracker CEO, Daniel Sugar, who's kind of a celebrity in the industry, did a great presentation on true capture tech which is a, a kind of a, um, a, a robust software package made to tracking technology often using these bifacial panels to create optimal energy gain it's not always angle of incidence to the Sun it's, it's sometimes its relationship to their other solar solar uh, uh, arrays he and in within about maybe 25 minutes he did a fantastic job it wasn't too long I wasn't getting like kind of you know, fidgety in my seat, (laughs) my virtual seat. And I just thought it was really, uh, I learned learned a lot there and I was happy to do that. You also had the expo where people set up their, their rooms, And you could walk around just as you would and then you'd say hey when i first walked in jay i went to the concierge who was sitting there you you teleport into the room bloop and you're right there and then you you go hi josh how you doing can i help you and i go yeah how does this work do i just walk up to rooms do i need a is there something to sign up for am i rude if i walk into and they're talking with somebody else and she was friendly so there's like these helpers around they're helping you navigate this unfamiliar space there's also a soccer field and a couple other things jay which one do you want to focus on
1: um, just real quick. So so I want to describe the basic environment. So imagine that you if you're playing a video game or you've seen a video game, um, it's it's just this island environment. So there are different buildings that you would you can literally walk in between or you can teleport around. So you have the option, uh, which is which is kind of useful and very convenient because one of the things when you're at a trade show is just navigating the time between this Getting from here to there You know We have an an interview We have an appointment With somebody And you have to get To this other place Across the campus But it's 15 minutes To to, to run over there Because it's just So big So you can immediately Just jump or jump around Um, The The names that you were talking about it literally appears it's like people having a hello my name is tag on them except it just floats above their head so it says their name it says who they work for and you can literally just walk up to somebody and strike a conversation the audio in the space is all positional audio so if you have if you have a headset on it if you, someone speaks to your left you actually hear them from your left side they've done a very very good job the of, of proximity creating the yeah, proximity audio. This this virtual space, so it really feels like, and I think that that's what really lends itself to this immersion that we were feeling in in the space, even though it was just still still on a screen. It's not not headsets yet, although we did ask that question.
0: <laughs> and, but you could have probably hooked up a headset,
1: couldn't you? Uh, you know, I was gonna I was gonna try it, but it turns out that that software is OpenGL, and I, the only um, middler I have is is for DirectX, so it didn't work. <laughs>
0: I see. So, and then you were able to, though, uh, it, one, one thing that was interesting in that space, as Jay just described it, is, you know, because Jay it has a kind of affinity for this type of technology and, uh, and maybe very acquainted with the, the interaction with the with it with the world he was able to kind of push the limits of it very quickly and then start to discover uh, some add-ons and then for example he uh, immediately went over and started playing with the different capabilities inside of the auditorium he got a hold of the um, <clears throat> the admin Functionality and then started to uh, (laughs) shift the size of the auditorium real time, kind of almost like in that one of those movies where it's like things are happening in like a dreamlike state. So the auditorium goes from maybe a hundred person capacity to a thousand person capacity, and the walls literally go back. And I'm like, what's going on? Oh, it's Jay messing around. Yeah, you with see the, the whole bit. room
1: expanding. It's yeah, a matrix me. moment. It's a
3: matrix moment for <laughs> J- sure. Jay's hacking the conference, the virtual <laughs> yeah. conference. Good job, Jay. You know, and
0: then and then of course the the, the controller. So you know, it, it's a little bit cumbersome to do the what's it called, WASD, or the use of the page up, page down arrows on your
1: keyboard. Your arrow, your arrow keys on your keyboard. Yeah, I don't like that at all. So, so Jay goes
0: cool. and grabs an Xbox controller and then downloads some software to remap the keys to the to the platform. And Boom. then and then we're and then. <laughs> And then he, te- then he kind of, he doesn't like to teach me. He kind of says, do it like this, Josh. And he, he makes me do it myself. And then I figured out too. And then we're running around with Xbox controllers. Now here's where it gets really neat. Someone in the world comes up to me and says, hey, 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 you. Are you the guy that mapped the Xbox controller? No and way. Said, yeah, for sure. And they want us to teach them how to do what we did in that space, you know? Well,
1: Jay and- everybody wants those features. It just makes it easier to navigate.
0: Yeah, because like your X and A B C key was like cheer or shake hands or whatever, so you could run around and then sit down with somebody and just instead of fumbling for the function keys to figure out how to shake somebody's hand, it was right there. It became like a game, you know, like a more extension of yourself.
3: Josh and J VirtualControllers dot com.
0: Well, well, yeah, and then yeah. This, <laughs> so there's a lot to talk about here. But where it starts to get very interesting is in the actual potential for transactional business, which is where we're going to land, right? So, you know, yep. as an example, I was talking to Jay, and I said to him the other day after the, we did a little download, and it was late at night, and I was talking to him and said, "What about that controller thing? People wanted to know how to use the controller. That was something that, in a real environment, you know, having some immediate augmentation of the capabilities would not be possible." But in that environment, we could sit down with the the show coordinator or text them or say, hey, we can teach people how to use controllers in give us a boardroom yeah, around the exactly. corner.
3: Yeah, go go. You guys could have your own little
0: room. And we had one set up with logos and URLs and stuff already because we were messing with before. So we're like, we'll go over there, put it on the agenda, wow. and send people over, and we'll help real time. Yeah. Now that could be a, that could be a gimme, that could be a friend thing, that could be a you know a trade or whatever, but it could also be a piece of transactional business.
2: And in world
3: service.
0: In world service, right? And, and
3: and here's the script you talk to your kid about how you're stealing their controller for the next hour <laughs> <Right>. or so. <laughs> I actually I actually took the controller. <laughs> Off of my daughter's Xbox, and yeah. she was like, "Hey, what are you doing?" <laughs> so, so in the,
0: so here's the question, I suppose to, to Jason, right? Uh, you know how it, it, I could see how there is now a, a case or a reason to conduct business in that world. Now, if you were to think about buying modules, I, hey, I meet a guy that sells modules. I'm a solar installer. I'm probably going to do that in my conventional method. You know, I'm going to send. They're going to send a PO or whatever. Uh, but if you're doing something inside of that world. There's no reason to go outside of it to conduct transactional business. You may as well do it right in that world. And there are tools that are kind of emerging that will allow us to do it. One of them is called a smart contract. you want to give us a sense of what a smart contract is?
2: Yeah, sure. So it, in a smart contract approach, and maybe this would be uh, have to do with all the third-party uh, people that would be doing business offering in-world services that uh, – maybe the promoter of the, the conference wouldn't be doing. And so in a smart contract approach, an asset or a currency is transferred into a program, a computer program, and the program runs this code and at some point it automatically validates a condition, a piece of a business, and it automatically determines whether the asset the money you put into the contract or cryptocurrency should go to one person or back to another person or whether it should be immediately refunded to the person who sent it or some combination thereof so we're talking really about whether the the uh, parts of the contract that the service was rendered correctly if uh, everything was milestone achieved right. or something. milestone achieved in the time presented and maybe we'll do some examples of that Um, But in the meantime, the decentralized ledger aspect of a smart contract that runs on cryptocurrency uh, would be stored and is replicated by the blockchain, and it gives it a certain security and uh, immutability. So when someone wants to do some business in this virtual world with a third-party person, say, for instance, a you need a translator. You run into some people Translated from another example. country, say they yeah. speak Russian, and you want to use one of the, you're gonna rent one of the little conference rooms to do some business, but you're not gonna, how are you gonna make use Google Translate on your phone? No, maybe there would be a third party service there that could be a translator, but um, using a smart contract would uh, kind of guarantee where if you if you wanted to know for sure you are going to uh, do business and they were going to Um, translate well and supply you with a total transcript of it at the end of that period of business that you did and them translating if they did a good job and you indicated that that's when they get paid right Right. and in the same sense that because we're talking about new ground and you wanted to rent the auditorium you're a bigger solar provider business and you are, like, you're hoping that people will know where to go in this in this world and that everyone will be able to hear, see, and understand clearly what's going on. And so you set up a contract to say, yes, I'm definitely going to rent this big hall for a certain amount of money, but as long as it actually works. And so holding uh, this contract, holding the money, at the end, if everyone was could hear everything and it went off flawlessly and there was no glitches in world, then you would... Uh, Basically, press a button on your computer in the contract. I'm and then satisfied. On your is. side, I yeah. am satisfied. And then it would go to the promoter.
0: Yeah. It's very interesting because it, it in that world, you obviously there's a difficulty to achieve that kind of gut check sense of trust that you would have in a,
2: in a Where's the handshake? Right? Are you right. looking in the eye? What's yeah. going on? Yeah. It's very tough to do that. Yeah. I mean, you got to
0: advertise, right? So then it, you need something else. And this, to me, is probably what that something else could be.
3: And Especially like if... Where I see the nuance is if both parties have their criteria and they agree on it, once once they've agreed on that, all it has to do is progress forward. It's it's more like an if then else with a digital ledger that all can see. And you know it, we're talking about transactional business between uh, two parties
0: at this moment, but it, oftentimes there's a um, there's a three party contractual business need in, in a trade show environment in a rev share model. Okay. So for example, the the the, the the people that are the proprietors, the people that are running the uh, the show, uh, there may be services that come in, like translation services that want to provide a revenue share model. With so, if clients need their services, then money goes to the trade show, and that's to totally events,
2: possible in right? in a smart contract world. It could be a multi-signature contract, where you know all the all the conditions need to be met for all the parties to be happy, and then once all that happens, uh, and everyone indicates that it has been the money that's being held within this contract will be dispersed when i say money i mean usually be whether it's bitcoin or ethereum um but uh that is a solar coin, or a solar coin of course um, (laughs) that could you know have a lot of uh, leverage in this kind of show but it it what it does is it holds everyone to a high standard of performance in this new world so interesting and not not worried about maybe the possibility of uh, you know it could take out a lot of litigation or or just problems right in the beginning right in the front
3: end yeah I was gonna say it's all addressable at the front end and then after right. that, you can't, you, you agree to those terms, so there's nothing you can say about it. Because they're, oftentimes they're your terms. It's too. not about recourse, it's about right. the contract itself. So, exactly. entering
2: into this virtual new world, instead of it being, you know, people maybe looking down on it and saying, oh, this isn't quite real, in actuality, using smart contracts with it could hold everyone to a very high ethical business standards mm. right from the get go.
3: And it, 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 Eliminates the need for a third-party escrow program because it's kind of what it does. Right. Yeah. It's included. The escrow is yeah. included in the
0: contract. That's the so. whole
2: buzz behind smart contracts. When the, when this technology is being developed, uh, there are a lot of people were saying, well, that's about 80% of what lawyers do. See you later, guys. Right. And, which made a lot of people who don't like lawyers happy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is probably more than 80% of the population. <laughs> oh, could be. <laughs> and I just got a text from uh, Doug McLeod, and he said that they're actually going to be doing a virtual trade show area as well as a correction right there. So that's interesting too. So we'll have to explore exactly what that is. Cool. Um, yeah, I think the smart contract thing is really fun. And I think that there's a tremendous potential in this environment to do new things. Now, we have a Solar Power International North American Smart Energy Week as the largest uh, a renewable energy trade show in the United States. And that was scheduled to happen in Anaheim uh, this fall. And I think it was maybe somewhere around September. Now it's been rescheduled as of the last couple of days to, or this week, to um, to uh, Las Vegas for an outdoor event. We talked a little bit about this on the outset of the show. I think they're gonna be exploring some kind of far-reaching capabilities. Got a little bit more time, four months or so lead up to that. And uh, it'll be really interesting to see how they interpret the the not only the virtual. See, so the virtual isn't necessarily an alternative to the actual, mm-hmm. but there's this hybridization uh, concept that's starting to run, and we're hearing more and more about this. So it's like if people can make the make the trip, great. And there's physical activities for them to be able to participate in an actual trade show, actual seminars, and there's protocols to be observed to be safe. Uh, in this crisis, a COVID crisis, but then there's this whole add-on virtual component to it, and that to me is probably the most exciting component because I can imagine, you know, a replica of the entire world exactly as you could take the, the you could take the the convention center and make a digital rep twin of it, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely. It could you be know? the Jacob Javits Center in New York City yeah. if you want well, it to be, or any so place in Vegas. And yep.
0: they could be, you know, there's a lot of different ways to interpret this. But I started seeing, for example. You know, the, the, there's a there, maybe there's maybe it goes from being a 20,000 in person event to a you know a 500 person event physical and it's more intimate. And the people that are there are able to do, you know, there's they get more out of it in that respect, uh, and physically short. And then there's maybe there's 50,000 or a hundred thousand people doing
3: it virtually, right? Which introduces a whole set of other issues. Well, as I was gonna say, maybe you have like a little pre show. And you said, hey, you got to meet my buddy uh, Bill over here, you know, and you have a virtual pre-show. And then when you get to the event, then you go out, you know, you talk during the day, but then you have a little group at night. You go out for a beverage or something like that, you know, turn yeah, a social gathering. It, it could really change the face of it. And, and I think it could
0: add a lot to it as well. There's some fun things here, too. Jay, would, uh, did you want to talk a little bit about some of the, uh, the fun activities that you get to experience?
1: <laughs> I mean, obviously, you talked about. About the soccer field before uh i think we've mentioned that there are there were, were power boats um, available which is not something you can do we were talking about that before you could have some like super soccer star come and play like an exhibition match at the show uh, it's something that's pro- prohibitively expensive in the real world to have those giant power boats available for people to just pick up and use whenever they want and and it can and, certainly be dangerous. And it as well. takes time, we were,
0: right? It's from a practical perspective mm-hmm. doing those things. They do sometimes have these things at trade shows. They have a, a run, a 5K run. They have a, mm-hmm. a golf. They have a 18-hall golf. You know, you can both play with guys. But when you're going to the conference, kind of tough to squeeze that in. I don't know who, who's able to do that stuff, right? But with this, you know, you actually can just, yeah, let's go check it out. I need a little break. I saw people outside of the expo hall literally walking out to like almost have a cigarette break. <laughs> like it, And I looked at him and I was like, Are you having a break? I you know, and he's like, Yeah, I'm just at, I need a break And I'm like So you're standing outside it looks outside. <laughs> I'm telling you man. Yeah. It was mind blowing.
1: Walk away from it well, you mean you, there, there was the lighthouse there, which is actually a really neat place. I don't know if you got up to the top of the lighthouse or not, uh, um, yeah. but there just so many so many different little virtual spaces to be, um, and, and that positional audio really helps. You know, they had environmental sounds, so, so you go down to the beach, you actually hear the waves, you know, that type of stuff. Uh, the graphics aren't the best yet. Uh, they certainly will get better as, as time goes by, like everything else, um, but it, that, that was the most impressive thing to me, is that you could really just, just wander off and enjoy the environment for a second, then come back and do some more show, or... Or if you wanted to, like what I did, is I snuck off um, for a minute, one of the beach umbrellas, and just had a real, a good conversation, mostly about the the state of energy in Hawaii was what what we were talking about. But we were able to just like kind of segment ourselves away from the big hubbub, and and have a real conversation in the space. And that that was the best thing for me, just organically meeting people, uh, being able to have have those conversations, and and getting that trade show experience.
0: For sure, for sure. And I think there's going to be more room to talk about this in upcoming shows. We will uh, air the Zoom conference that we just did with Doug and uh, Doug McLeod at the Hawaii Energy Conference. We'll also be able to explore what's happening with Solar Power International and give updates on that. The thing is, this isn't just about renewable energy trade shows. This is a tool that can be used for transactional business anywhere in the world. And that's why it's exciting. So, but one are to wrap this. Uh, okay i want to say sorry to brian thomas we're going to talk about phase. we'll catch that next week or we'll post it up on some of our sites what's going on with them in the markets right now some interesting stuff about short sellers which i neglected the budget time for uh big thanks to jason
2: fellerman for coming in and talking about smart contracts with us thank you sir it was absolutely my pleasure to be part of the future josh
0: we'll get you on again more often brian thomas and jason Vericart. a lot of fun talking about virtual trade shows uh this week okay well wonderful our sponsors to this show are fairbund's wealth management Enduro shield and perfectly clear class maui uh economic development office come on first program and of course sundrum solar and lastly solar edge we're doing some great stuff with them uh in the upcoming months thank you so much for tuning into the solar coaster have a wonderful weekend and aloha friday